the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. For just one low monthly price, you will discover our greatest growth hacks to driving massive downloads. You can learn more on appmastersacademy.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com. In this video, you're going to get a snippet from one of my favorite interviews from our previous virtual summit, which you can access for free by going to appmasters.com slash summit. You'll get all the interviews instantly. So go sign up there, appmasters.com slash summit. What is up, App Nation? <laughs> it is Steve Young, founder of appmasters.com. This is the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app downloads and your revenues. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest. It took us so long to finally put this together. <laughs> Heard about this game so long ago, and I reached out to him on Twitter. I was like, Ryan, let's do this interview. And a year later, we finally hit record and are doing this interview. But if you don't know the guest, his name is Ryan McLeod. He is the designer, the creator of the award-winning, Apple award-winning app and game you got to check out. It is called Black Box. Super excited to have him on. Ryan, welcome to the summit. Thanks, man. And then the, the launch, so you're like, hey, you know, it's kind of like, it would be nice if it takes off. So you had no expectations, kind of like, I'll reach out to Apple. If it gets featured, great. But then you get yeah. featured. And back then, man, that feature hit. These days, I feel like a feature, yeah. you know, okay, yeah. but not like back then. It was, oh, it's a, oh yeah, it's a fraction now of what it was yeah. then. That stuff was crazy. Um, yeah, I think the plan was I wanted to try to make this work, but I knew if it didn't, like I'm privileged enough to know that I could move to the Bay Area and like find a job or do something. But I really wanted to try to make this work, even if it wasn't that sort of salary or something. Um, and I could I could see the path to that from the beginning, but I kind of I didn't realize how much constant work uh, being an indie developer was. I thought you kind of launch it and have like a gold rush. Uh, then you watch that graph just like really plummet. So there, there wasn't a complete game plan, but I think like I had built things to make money in the app. It wasn't a free app. And right. I was hoping that it would kind of could go viral in little ways, but friends would ask me like how many people I expected to play it. And I would tell them 10,000 maybe would be like really awesome. And in my head, I was thinking like a hundred thousand would be really cool, but who knows if that's possible. Right. But uh, just to hit 7 million the other day. So that's awesome. That's, the numbers feel very different now. <laughs> Congrats, man. Thanks. I think you should be extremely proud. I hope you are because yeah. I think not very few people have ever hit a million and to hit 7 million. Like I always feel like with Indies, you know, you hear all these numbers and I want to be like their biggest cheerleader. Be like, dude, that's yeah. freaking amazing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really hard to remember like how the numbers change where now I look at something and it's like, oh, you know, only a few thousand people from that feature or whatever. And it's like, that used to blow my mind. <laughs> There's all these individual people everywhere. And it's like, it's important to keep it human and like read the reviews and get like fan emails and fan art and stuff like that. And it's just, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's it's really, 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 it's been rewarding. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, Ryan said you got, we can go like three hours. So let's see if we can go three hours. <laughs> <laughs> let's try. What, what are things that you implemented later that you wish you had implemented during that launch? I feel like a lot of the things I wish I implemented 
now are probably obvious to people starting out, but maybe they're not. Um, the, the biggest one was like, at the time I thought I'll have 80% of the content be free because I really want people to like share this and get really hooked on it. Like, and then the diehard people that get that far, it'll be a clear purchase for them. Um, that's not, not the case. <laughs> so yeah. it took me forever to sort of realize like most of the purchases are happening in the first like day or two or three. And I have tons of friends I would watch where I, they would get really far and show me their, the grid of the game and they wouldn't have had bought the paid stuff. And I would ask, um, and they would say, well, I haven't like gotten there yet. Like I don't deserve it or something. The game is set up that you can kind of solve in random order, whatever you want to, but moving that purchase up like way earlier and making it locking more of the game uh, helps a lot. And just making that less confusing for people. I used to have free packs and paid packs and people thought because the free ones looked the same that the paid one would unlock just after if they solved all the puzzles, they didn't understand it was only paid. So there's people like trying to complete the entire game before they bought that end part. And the game is really hard. So a lot of people get frustrated and stop at some point, um, even though they've gotten a lot of value out of it already. What are, you know, I'm so glad you say that. And I don't think it's obvious because I talk to a lot of game developers and, you know, doing our Friday YouTube live streams, I've been looking at a lot of apps, giving them feedback just live on the stream. And I say, look, I think you have a very short window and I'm glad you said it because it sort of like confirms what I've been saying is you have a very short window, like a seven day window where I think yeah. you, people want to buy. But after yeah. that, it becomes so much harder. People are happy. People are excited. You know, we're all human, right? We're yeah. impulsive in a way. And so you need to sort of capitalize on this like excitement level when, it, when they're there. Yeah. You do that. What are some of the things that you started implementing? You know, we talked about this before we hit record. I said, right after I finished that first puzzle, you do ask for that in a purchase where I, where I did make that purchase mainly because I was like, I'm going to be talking to you. Right? <laughs> like I should support you. Yeah. But like one of the, why, why did you, what did you start implementing to get people to buy sooner? Yeah. So the, the, one of the main things is I remember reading in all these reviews, people saying that they didn't think it was worth uh, four or five bucks or whatever it was at the time um, for t 12 puzzles or 20 puzzles or something. And of course, in my head, I'm just like, you played like the entire game for free, like 80 puzzles or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, well, if I can get this for free and it's just like, ugh. so I think one of the biggest things was just like locking more of the puzzles, which kind of uh, breaks my heart. Cause I just want more people to play and knowing like, you're never going to break that 5% conversion. So you're just going to have all these people that never get to play. This is a bummer, but it helps people see the value in it. Um, and then just making it like really damn clear uh, what you're getting with it. So I used to call it like, you had the push pack and the erudite pack and I had descriptions of them. And it's, I think basically now it's like you get like 30 or 40 puzzles. Like you get this bonus stuff, you get this other thing that supports me. Um, it's good for you. Like try it out. And it's, it's not like an instant paywall or anything. It can be dismissed like for a long time. You can solve, I think half the game, 30 or 40 puzzles for free. But yeah, I experimented with asking earlier and it, it definitely helped. Although I did see that asking just earlier and earlier didn't necessarily help. So mm. there was some sort of sweet spot in there and I really don't want to put it at like app launch. Um, yeah. Interesting. You, you, want you must've seen it after another puzzle after the tutorial, I think, cause I, I don't think I allow it to happen that early. Well, I had played it already and then I played it, replayed it again and I finished okay. that 
like the puzzle where there's like a couple of different lights up top and then yeah. like there's some yeah. diagonal. So I finished that puzzle and then it asked me for it. And I want to talk okay, about the links you're using there where you're like, Hey, you get sure. these, all these new puzzles, but you get to support the developer too. Did, yeah. you, did you AB test that at all? Or do you, have you always just said, so, cause I want to get to talk, ask you about like support the developer, which I love, but like, I want to know yeah. if it, if you AB tested it and if, did it perform better than, you know, like just free packs and stuff. That's a good question. I haven't tested that. I wanted to sometimes, you know, as an indie, it's just like, yeah, I'm not a data scientist and it's not always worth (laughs) typing into this. But since launching the game, I always tried to make my name uh, like very prominent and clear, not as like an ego thing, but just to avoid like angry support emails and bad reviews. I think it's really easy to get mad at the company and not mad at a person. Um, I have no need to have some fake royal we and talk about me as a corporation it's just like it's it's ryan if you're emailing support it's like ryan at growpixel you know so by making that really clear throughout the app i hoped that it would get some uh sympathy from people when like things don't go well and then just help people like i hate to say psychologically manage or something but i just there's so much weird stuff with how people value digital content still and i think i've seen that in other industries with artists who are just like making personal appeals and just asking it's like the way to go with that as long as you're not being super scuzzy and lying about it it's like i think it's worth five dollars and you know here's my memoji asking you <laughs> yeah totally yeah. i had a, another indie developer where they had a picture of him and his wife and just been like hey you know support us it's only this much yeah. less than a couple yeah I was like, yeah oh, we all that looks cool the ad blocker guy i think is the the famous example a lot of us think of do you remember that when you installed like ad blocker and Chrome, no, it would ask like, use that had, like the guy stuff. and his girlfriend, and it was like, oh, right. <laughs> I never <laughs> I used like, that. Yeah, I, if you want to support us? Yeah, yeah, but I saw it in a world time. It was a a world time clock app because you know I talked to everybody all worldwide. Yeah. So I love that app. But then it was like using it, using it, just ask, hey, you wanted to support us? It's only five dollars, and here's yeah. yeah, he had a picture of him and his wife. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, sure. I think I also realized there's like uh, this. I also hate this phrasing, but like micro celebrity status for people like having that connection sort of. And I realized that on social media. So I kind of, I keep the voice clear. And when I designed like the voice and the copy in black box, I was having so much trouble coming up with copy and voice. It all felt really inauthentic and overly happy to me or something. And then I decided just to let my voice like sort of be the the voice of the app. So it's very like dark and sarcastic and like... (laughs) I've been I've been shifting that to be a little bit more encouraging as it's a little more mainstream, but uh, so that that also helps with like the continuity of who's making it and uh, donating a burrito to me or a coffee in app. That's all because people asked if they could give more money somehow, which I thought was crazy. But I added that and it helps. Yeah, Yeah. that is cool, man. It's really really cool. I think it speaks volumes to how we have sort of transitioned from being too professional and, you know, saying we and blah, 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 and to being like, this is how I talk, right? Like I'll write emails the way I talk. And sometimes it's trying to be a little bit funny and trying to be a little bit humorous rather than being so professional too. Yeah. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed just that little preview of the interview. Now, if you want the full interview, which I highly recommend you check out, along with some of the experts in the mobile gaming space. We have five videos in total. We decided to do five instead of our usual 10. We've got five in total, great guests, where we talk about indie success stories with Ryan McLeod. We've got 
How do you really scale your game? So much great content, retention, monetization, growth, the pillars of a successful app business, all that is in the App Masters Virtual Summit, our latest one that you can access for free. And it's gonna be free until we decide to do our next one. So frankly, it'll be free for a long time. Appmasters.com slash summit to get your free access to our latest one that happened in November, 2020. Once again, appmasters.com slash summit. All right, guys, till next time, I'll see you on the next video. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.